Happy New Year to you and your family. Welcome to Heritage Online, and we want to take a moment and welcome all those who are going to be joining us online today. Obviously, this is a unique Sunday for us here at Heritage, and if you don't know, I want to bring everyone up to speed. Uh, this past week on Wednesday, we came to the church, and we discovered that a pipe had busted in the men's bathroom and caused a tremendous amount of flooding uh, throughout the day on Wednesday and into Thursday, and uh, and it really flooded pretty much about half of the main building. And because of that, we uh, obviously have to get that cleaned up, and so there's a lot of damage. We had men here uh, Wednesday night uh, cleaning and mopping and shop vacuuming, getting the water up. We have a restoration company that we has been working here the last couple of days to uh, get everything cleaned up. And because of that, we. Uh, needed to go online only. So I know many of you are watching online right now. And let me say thank you. This will not be a long uh, service, but I really appreciate you tuning in and engaging uh, here uh, this Sunday as we start a brand new year. What a way to start a brand new year here at Heritage uh, with an online service. Now, let me say a couple of things. First of all, our goal and plan is to regather next Sunday, January the 8th. We are believing and praying that God will allow us to do that. And uh, with all that has happened, though the flood happened last Wednesday, so much work has gone in to getting it back to normal. And so all of the water is pretty much dried up and, and things have been removed and, and, and we're cleaning up. And this week will be a huge uh, week of work where we'll be able to get things cleaned up to the point where we'll be able to regather in person next Sunday, January the 8th. And so let me encourage you uh, to be uh, faithful, to be here uh, next Sunday and continue to pray. Uh, I, I did want to just give you kind of a little, little insider look of what's going on. So I think we have a camera out in the foyer and that'll give you a shot there. I can't see when they go to that camera, but if they go to that camera, you'll see that's the foyer out there, and that's what it looks like. All of the drywall had to be ripped up, and the, the flooring had to be uh, ripped up, water everywhere. We might be able to even get a shot in the auditorium uh, in just a moment, but there you see the foyer there, and uh, just water all the way, about halfway through the foyer, uh, up against the drywall, into all the classrooms there, uh, and so all of that has been ripped up. And here's the thing, is that when water, now we, I will say this, it, praise the Lord, it was fresh water, it wasn't sewer water, it wasn't toilet water, that would have been a whole nother level of, uh, of bad, but as you can see, I'm, I'm seeing the shots here now, the front of the stage here, this is all the trim that was here uh, in the auditorium around the, around the property that got ripped off because of water damage, and so a lot, um, a lot was damaged, and, uh, but here's the thing, what we know is this, is that God is sovereign, and because God is sovereign, we trust in his plan, and we ask ourselves the question, what does this make possible now? Now that we are in this situation, how can God be glorified through this? Because ultimately that's what uh, will happen. And so I just want to say thank you. So many people have reached out uh, this last week and offered prayers and encouragement and help. We will need your help this upcoming week. We are planning, Lord willing, on Thursday 
to uh, put everything back to normal, get the chairs back and get everything cleaned out, get everything sort of put back in the classrooms and uh, so we can have service this Sunday, January the 8th. So if you're available on Thursday evening, we're going to be reaching out uh, via email and if you can give us an hour or so to help us, we really appreciate that. We'll let you know more about those details as it gets a little closer. But as you can see, there's a shot of the auditorium there. We've got the, the that's the sound booth back there you're seeing, uh, all ripped up. Uh, water was uh, pretty much almost halfway uh, flooded the auditorium here. And, you know, we, we walked in and we just said, okay, Lord, uh, we, we know you have a plan in all of this. And so uh, just different things you can see around. I wanted to give you a sneak peek uh, there. So thank you for your prayers. Let me encourage you to be faithful to give to the Lord. And though we are gathering online today, uh, it's still Sunday and we still have to move forward and, and take care of the things in the week and the business and all these different things of the ministry. So right down in the corner, uh, right there, you'll see a little... Um, little QR code that you can give online. And uh, you also, there's a link in the description if you're watching uh, on uh, Facebook or YouTube where you can click to give online. Let me encourage you to do that right now. Take a moment and give online. Also, maybe some may be watching uh, for the first time. Maybe it's a new year and you're trying to start out the year uh, being in God's house and you're joining us virtually. Let me say, if this is your first time sort of uh, watching Heritage or looking in, please take a moment and fill that connect card out. Uh, that There's a link there in the description that you can, you can take a moment and fill that out. We'd love to know who you are. Also, if you're just watching and, and you're part of Heritage, make sure you comment uh, or like or put hearts, share this video. And just stay engaged for the next few moments as we open up God's Word. I was so encouraged this morning as I was reading through my devotions. I was reading one of the pastoral epistles, and I was reading 2 Timothy. And in 2 Timothy, it says that the Word of God is not bound. And I love that truth because what it reminds us is that, is that God's word and God's work is not bound by uh, a service at 1030. It's not bound by whether or not the carpet is dry or whether or not we have drywall. God's word is free to work. And I believe that God's word will work even through a, a, a phone screen, even through an online service today. And we praise God uh, for that. And let me encourage you just to engage now as we look into the word of God and we share a message uh, from God's Word. When, when all this happened on Wednesday, I was fully planning on uh, preaching John chapter 5 and, and, and going next chapter, next verse in the book of John as we are currently in that study. But the Lord just directed my heart to a passage in Philippians that I think is important for us to understand both in the situation we are in as a church and where we are as we approach a new year. And it's found in Philippians chapter number four. I want to encourage you to take your Bible or open up your app, even where you're sitting there, if you're on uh, line and you're uh, just sort of engaging in the service there. I want to encourage you uh, to just stay engaged, open up your Bible, uh, you know, and just focus in for the next few moments as we talk about uh, this, this passage of scripture found in Philippians chapter four, verses 10 through 13. And the, the idea and the thought that we want to share uh, this, this Sunday is this, learning to be content. Learning to be uh, content. And if you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to take it and go to Philippians chapter number four. And uh, as we look at this passage, we're gonna learn some things this morning that I think will help us as we enter into a new year. And honestly, have been an encouragement to me as we've dealt with this situation the last few days of this flooding. 
Philippians chapter number four and verse number 10 says this. It says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Verse 11, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Verse 12 says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Verse 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Let's pray together. Lord, you are good and faithful and sovereign over all. And Lord, as we sit here this morning with an online service, with uh, broken up drywall, with trim on the stage, with water damage throughout the building, Lord, we give you glory and we are thankful for who you are. Lord, we're thankful that in any situation we find ourselves, we can be content. So Lord, bless this service in in ways that only you can. God, already you've been glorified through what has taken place here. And Lord, we claim Romans 8, 28 that says all things work together for good. As a church, may you unite us and strengthen us, Lord, as we walk through this um, season in our church's life. Father, I pray that you'd be honored and glorified. Bless as we share your word. Speak to us. Guide us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The big idea for today's message is simply this. When Christ is my source of strength, I can be content in any situation. When Christ is my source of strength, when when he is the source of where I am uh, being strengthened, then that gives me the ability to be content in any situation. And as Paul is writing this letter to the Philippian church, he is sharing with them how life has been a great teacher for him, that the situations and circumstances that he has faced in life has taught him many lessons, and I think we all can uh, agree with Paul and concur with Paul that life is a great teacher. It has a way of teaching us lessons that we would not have learned otherwise, but because we live and because we interact and because we uh, build relationships and because we wake up in the morning and face another day, we are putting ourselves in a place where life is a great teacher for us. And he reveals in this passage what life has taught him, what his circumstances have taught him, and he says that he has learned through life how to be content. We see this in verse number 11 where it says, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned. What has Paul learned? He tells us in verse 11 what he has learned through the circumstances of life. He says, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Life being the great teacher has taught Paul that being content is part of what you learn as you deal with situations in life. And, and to be content, if we were to define it, it simply means to be free from care because of satisfaction of what is. Contentment is this inner peace that you have, this, this, this calmness that you have when, when life is coming at you unexpectedly or when things around you are happening or when something happens in your life, there is this inner peace and calmness that the direction of your life is right and the decisions you're making are right and you don't fear, you don't worry, you don't fret, you don't get filled with anxiety, you stay calm and it's an inner calm, an inner peace. This is contentment. 
And the truth is, because we desire to have this inner peace, because we desire to be content, we try to control and change our circumstances in order to find contentment. This is what we do as humans. How we respond to life when something happens is we try to control our circumstances. We try to change our circumstances in order to find the contentment, the inner peace, the calmness that that we long for. And so we do whatever we have to do. But when Paul says he has learned to be content, he is not saying that he has learned how to control the circumstances and how to manipulate the situation. He is not saying that he has learned how to take hold of or control of circumstances so that he will find contentment. Rather, what he is saying is that there is a level of contentment that he has learned that no matter the circumstances, no matter if it's good or bad, right or wrong, he can find contentment in any circumstance. You see, contentment is something we all desire. All of us desire to have contentment. We desire to feel a calmness. We desire to have peace, but oftentimes we go about seeking that contentment in our own way, with our own strength, with our own wisdom, and we try to orchestrate the situation to bring about something that truthfully we cannot get on our own. And the level of contentment that Paul is speaking about, this spiritual contentment, this higher level of contentment that he learned that he could find in every situation. It was not because of what he was able to do. You see, Paul learned to be content in every situation. And the way Paul learned to be content in every situation is the same way we have to learn. And truthfully, I'll say it this way, and this is not an overstatement, It's the only way that we have to find spiritual and emotional and continual contentment in our lives. So the question is simple. What did Paul learn? How did Paul learn to be content in a way that I need to learn that will teach me to be content in every situation? What did Paul learn about contentment that I need to learn, that will help me be content. Another way to say it is this, I will be content when I learn, I believe there's three lessons that Paul learned that helped him to be content in any situation, no matter if he had control of it or not. First of all, the first lesson is this, I will learn to be content when I learn that God uses difficulty to create opportunity. We see this in verse number 10, it says this, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Notice this. Paul is is overwhelmed with joy. He doesn't just say, I rejoice in the Lord. In Philippians, we find that he often says this, I rejoice in the Lord. But now we see in chapter 4, he says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly. Why? Not because his circumstances had changed. Matter of fact, Paul is writing this uh, letter, this epistle, while he is under house arrest. 
He is not free. He is uh, awaiting to appeal to Caesar. And now, uh, as he writes this with one hand chained to a Roman guard, he says, I rejoice. We see an inside look of Paul's emotions where he says, I rejoice greatly. In what? What was he rejoicing in? That now at length you, he's talking to the Philippian church, you have revived your concern for me. He's saying, I'm so uh, rejoicing, I'm so happy at the fact that you had the ability to be concerned and be engaged in the gospel work that you were concerned for my well-being. And he says in the next part of the, in the chapter 10 or verse 10, he says, you were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. So what Paul is saying is this, he's saying that because he was led into difficulty, because God allowed him to experience difficulty, house arrest, chained by a Roman guard, what that did, it created an opportunity for others to minister and be connected to Paul. So what Paul is saying is, is that God's leading him into difficulty actually created an opportunity for others to minister. And we need to understand this lesson because if we long for contentment, we need to understand that contentment is not God keeping you from difficulty, but sometimes contentment comes when you are led into difficulty and that difficulty creates an opportunity for you to be ministered to so that you can find a level of great joy. And I say this in, in this moment uh, because last week when we came into the church building and literally there was an inch of water uh, all over the building and the grounds and the classrooms, my heart sank as the pastor as I saw the beautiful building that God had given to us just sort of underwater and and there was a moment, honestly, of sort of uh, discouragement and, and anxiousness and how we're going to fix this. And then God just put in my heart to reach out to some men and some people. And I'll tell you, we had an army of people here just a few minutes later that were helping and serving and, and vacuuming and pushing water. And I'll tell you, our difficulty created an opportunity. And oftentimes we look at difficulty as something that we want to avoid. And nobody wants to live in difficulty. But I want to tell you, my friend, that as you long for contentment, that sometimes God will bring difficulty because he's trying to create an opportunity for others to minister to you. And as they minister to you, and as they encourage you, you can find great joy. You can find contentment. Because your difficulty has created an opportunity. I want you to see number two. The second lesson that Paul learned when it came to contentment was this, was that circumstances can shift unexpectedly. So how did he learn to be content in any situation? He learned that God uses difficulty to create opportunity. But number two, he learned circumstances can shift unexpectedly. We see this in verse 11 and 12. Look what it says. It says, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. He says, I have learned to be content, not just to be content when things are good. He says, I have learned to be content in whatever situation I find myself in. Why? Because circumstances can shift unexpectedly. And he actually notates that in verse number 12. In verse 12, he says this, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, 
I have learned. What has he learned? He's learned to be content when what? He says, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Notice the differing circumstances in just that one verse. Paul is saying that there are times in our lives when we will be full and we'll be empty. He said there are times when we're going to be abounding and we're going to be brought low. There are times when we're going to be hungry and we're going to be full. There's times when there's going to be abundance and there's going to be need. But what Paul is saying is this, is I have learned the secret of being content because I understand that my circumstances can shift unexpectedly. Listen, if you go into this new year and you think that the plan that you laid out for your life and for the next 12 months is going to be exactly how you laid it out, my friend, you are, you are deceiving yourself to think that life is not going to come in and shift your circumstances into something that you did not expect. I'll be honest with you this morning as a pastor, as I share my heart, that I did not expect to sit here on Sunday morning, on the first Sunday in 2023, with uh, about uh, with uh, waterlogged, uh, you know, uh, trim on the front and 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 vacuum sucking. Well, I didn't expect that. But here's the beauty of this: is that because of my relationship with Jesus Christ. The building does not have to be filled with people and the water gone for me to be content. I can find contentment in this situation when it shifts. And you can find contentment in the situations that you're facing even when it shifts unexpectedly. And you've got to learn that. Don't think that the shifting of your circumstance somehow removes contentment from your life. It is when the circumstance shifts, that's when you need to look for contentment. And you need to say, God, I didn't expect this. I didn't know this was going to happen. But Lord, I know that in whatever situation I am, there's a secret to being content. And notice what he says. He says in verse 12, he says, I have learned the secret. As in, he says, I know something that not everybody knows. When you have a secret, it's something that you know that not everybody knows. What is the secret that Paul knew about when it came to contentment? We see it in verse 13. And it's the third lesson that he learned. I will learn. He says this. I will be content when I learn, number three, that Jesus is who I depend on completely. This is the secret to contentment. That in any circumstance, in any situation, it is Jesus Christ who gives us the strength. And he says this in verse 13. He says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. What is he talking about about all things? He's not saying that he has the ability to do everything. Verse 13 is teaching us the secret that Paul shares about contentment. There's going to be a time in your life, you're watching online, and you need to understand in your life tomorrow, there could be something that, you, that you're going to face unexpectedly, and you're going to deal with difficulty, and you're going to say to yourself, I can't do this. 
I can't find contentment in this situation. I can't find joy in this situation. But verse 13 reminds us that we can. It is the secret that we have as the world and unbelievers look for contentment and hope and peace and purpose. We have it in Christ. Christ is our strength and he is the one who strengthens us. And Jesus is who I depend on completely. And because I depend upon him, because I know through him I can be content in any circumstance. What that means is I don't have to go around and control and orchestrate and change my circumstances to find contentment. What I need to do is look for Jesus Christ in that circumstance. And when I depend upon him, when I go to his word, when I pray, when I read his word, when I remember his promises and I fully depend upon Christ, then I will be content. Why? Because he is my strength. He is my contentment. He is the one who is contentment. My contentment, my satisfaction is not found in a, in a, in a building being put back together. My contentment is not found in, in in, uh, in something going the way that I want, my contentment, my satisfaction is fully found in Jesus Christ. And it's such a beautiful thing. Psalms 16 and verse 11 reminds us that at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. In his presence is fullness of joy. And we need to understand that Jesus Christ is the only one that we must look to in our circumstances that will bring us the inner calming peace and contentment that we all long for. It's important for us, and this is what Paul learned. Sitting in a jail, chained to a guard, he said, life has taught me some things. It's taught me to be content. And I've learned to be content. Why? Because I've learned the lesson that God uses difficulty to create opportunity. I've learned to be content because I've learned that circumstances shift unexpectedly. I've learned to be content because I've learned that Jesus is who I depend on completely. And some that may be watching online this morning, you are searching for contentment when it comes to your eternal soul. And you're trying to figure out where do you find that peace, that, that lasting peace, that joy in life? And as you enter a new year, maybe you got some resolutions down, but you think, man, I, I, I'm not happy. I'm not filled with joy. I'm not, I'm not finding fulfillment. Can I tell you? It's because you need Jesus. And when you begin a relationship with Jesus, he is your satisfaction. He is your joy. He is your contentment. And I want to invite you, whether you're watching this live or you watch this later, to examine your own life on this first day of the year and ask yourself, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Because all of these things about contentment mean nothing unless you have a relationship with him. Because it's through that relationship that you can deal with difficulty. You can lean upon him. You can find satisfaction in him. The Bible is so clear. It says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And my friend, this morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want to invite you to pray and accept Christ today. If you're watching online and you already know Jesus Christ as your Savior, then I want to invite you to maybe make some decisions, learn to live. How can we begin to live out this, these truths this morning? For some, maybe you need to begin to see your difficulty as an opportunity. 
Maybe, maybe you would change your perspective and, and instead of saying, why is this happening to me? Maybe you would say, what does this make possible? What does this make possible? For some, maybe you would accept that life can shift unexpectedly. Maybe for some, you are holding on so tightly to your life that you are, you're hoping that you can just remain in control. And maybe you would just release that control and say, I have to understand that life can shift and I want to accept that and find contentment in Jesus even when life shifts unexpectedly. For some, maybe your decision is simply to find contentment through Christ and not circumstances. Some may be waiting for that promotion to come through or waiting for that family member to change their lifestyle or waiting for that situation to shift in your favor. But maybe this morning you would say, I'm not going to wait for my circumstance to change, to find contentment. I will find my full contentment and satisfaction in Christ and in him alone. And for some, maybe you need to pray and believe that Jesus is the Savior. I don't know how God spoke to you this morning, but I think it's something as we enter into this new year, as we try to strive to be better or more focused or, or make some resolutions, maybe one of the things we need to decide is to say, Lord, teach me to be content. Teach me to find my satisfaction and my joy in you because you are the one who strengthens me. You are the one who gives me the ability. You are my contentment. You are my strength, and I fully rely upon you. I'm so thankful that you're able to join us this this Sunday for this message. And before you log off, let me give you a couple of really important announcements. First of all, next Sunday, Lord willing, we will be right here gathered, and I am excited to regather with God's people and uh, and to be a part of the of the service again. We'll have our kids' classes. We'll have our full service, music, everything. We'll be sort of back to normal with maybe a few holes in the wall, okay? But other than that, we'll be fully back to normal next Sunday. So join us, be a part. If you're watching online, it's your first time, come and join us in person and experience it here at Heritage next Sunday. Also, let me encourage you to be faithful to give uh, to the Lord. You can give uh, online here. You can go to our website, heritageva.church. There's a, a slide on the sc- a screen right now. You can scan that QR code. You can give online. Please, please let me encourage you. Be faithful in your tithes and offerings. We did this service because we wanted to make sure that it was uh, safe for everybody and we just didn't feel like it would be the most conducive um, uh, time to have an in-person service, obviously, with all the equipment and things in there. So let me encourage you, uh, give as though you are all in the room and engaged in the service, whether it's online. Please let me encourage you to be generous in the beginning of the year here. And uh, also let me encourage you um, just to continue to pray as we move forward as a church uh, and, and get things back to normal. And it's moving quickly. We're thankful to the Lord for that. Uh, but we still have a few things to do this week. It's going to be a big week. Lord willing, by Thursday, we'll be able to get things back to normal, get the chairs back in, all the equipment out, and uh, get things laid down and get it right so that we can uh, have service on a Sunday. So uh, we'll reach out to you via email, let you know the times if you'd like to help with that. I know some have expressed that. Please join us on Thursday evening and we'll uh, have a, a work party there and it'll be great. Let me say this, um, it's God's church He's doing a great job with it. And we're thankful for all that the Lord is doing here at Heritage. We're excited for the future. We're excited for a new year. We're thankful for a, the vision offering 
that was collected uh, in the last couple of weeks. God provided for that in a powerful way. We'll let you know more about, about that in the coming weeks of what God did in that vision offering. And uh, it's going to be so exciting. So we're so thankful for what God is doing here at Heritage. And again, let me encourage you, uh, just keep us in prayer. And uh, we're excited to see you here next Sunday at 1030. Let me pray and we'll be dismissed. Father, you are good and faithful and holy and righteous. Lord, we're thankful that you teach us, that you guide us, and that you direct us. God bless us, Lord, as a church. Lord, we seek to honor you, to live under the authority of your word, and Lord, to develop disciples. And as we do, Lord, we know circumstances will shift and we'll face difficulty. But God, I pray through all of that, as a church and as individual disciples of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray through all of that, that Lord, we would be content and that we would be satisfied with you and you alone. God, may that be our heart's desire, Lord, today and in this year as we approach 2023. God, I pray that you would uh, bless us, give us grace this week, and God, I pray that you would give us, Lord, the ability to regather here in person next Sunday for your honor and for your glory, we pray. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.